Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Come on, LeVar. Yeah. Yeah, if I crap out. I'm going to get back. Hustling, man. Yeah, it's all a part of the game. <laughs> it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, one hour in the books and a wild one hour it was here on FSR. Uh, and now we uh, we move forward. We've got, obviously got to NFL play off action coming up later on uh but as uh brady quinn uh, pointed out uh it's open season uh on uh one team in the nfl uh and that one team is the dallas cowboys who cannot go a day without getting smoked by either uh you know a, a former dallas cowboy star or somebody in the media uh the latest was michael irvin the dallas cowboys great who was on with shannon rj in uh, the dallas area and had this to say about the playoff loss there for the cowboys Emin and I stood in that tunnel before every game. I'm going to tell you this. We looked at each other, and we said, we called ourselves double trouble by land or by air. And the before we hit the field, if we don't we got no shots, period. That's the whole reason we did that, because we knew if we didn't show up, we got no shot. Our stars didn't show up. We had no shot. Whenever you got disorder, dysfunction, we can't have our stars putting up role player numbers like 31 yards rushing, one catch for 21 yards, 69 passer rated, and then have our role players putting up numbers like Schultz and Wilson. That's a disorder. Trying to make our role player stars, our stars role player, that's a disorder, and the team dysfunction. Ooh. God, it's got to be fun being a now, Dallas Cowboy. Is that a shot at the players, or is that a shot at how the players are being? It sounds like it's a shot at how they were being utilized. Well, he called out sounds them like a in- shot at everyone. Yeah, yeah. right. He, he, like. he called them out individually in another clip yeah. uh, where he named them, uh, you know, C.D. Lamb and Zeke and Dak. And I mean, he's not wrong, but Jesus, man, uh, this—I don't know. If if I'd want to be a Dallas Cowboy man, some of the, some of the criticism they deal with and some of the heat those guys get, I mean, maybe they were just overrated. Maybe we just overrated them. Maybe this is just part of the uh, the Jerry Jones effect when it comes to promoting that franchise. But we're like four or five days from their actual playoff loss, and they're still getting killed by by people on the air all over the place. I well, mean, that's a miserable. I mean, Troy Troy put it out there. You know, Mike had to double down on it. They boys. That's an easy one. Mike's in media. Troy's in media. You can't say anything. They're they're bulletproof in, in the Dallas community. You where are you gonna say? What is that gonna come out and well, say? They're not what, wrong. what is what is C D Lamb going to no, say? No, I mean C D wears his jersey number. What are you gonna come out and say? I gotta do better. That's that's it. 
That's yeah. it. I, I, I just think the interesting part about that game, and, and it's always about matchups in the NFL. Like th- that is what every single game comes around to. And we look at these teams and we say, like, how do they match up? How is this game going to go based on these matchups? That game went about as good as it could have for the San Francisco 49ers. (laughs) Their ability to run the football versus a Dallas Cowboys front that's smaller so they can get pushed around, even as good as as Mike is, some of the other players, they can get pushed around a little bit. That allowed San Francisco to control the game. And on the flip side, that defensive front – got after that offensive line. That's supposed to be one of the best in the league. It sure didn't look like it. And it stymied everything. Because if you can block them, if you can block the 49ers pass rush, you can beat them. And the Cowboys really couldn't. Dak couldn't really get into a rhythm or flow. But they are susceptible in the secondary. And to Michael's point, to Troy's point, to anyone else who's pointed it out, that is a glaring flaw for Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, or anyone on offense because they should have found a way to get CeeDee Lamb more involved. They should have taken more opportunities and outside one-on-one matchups. That's, that's how you win games. The first thing I was told by my OC when I got to Cleveland was you got to stop thinking about plays. He goes, in the NFL, it's not about plays. It's about playmakers. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you, your read's not always going to take you where you need to go with the football. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, sometimes when you got Braylon double covered, you got to throw it up to him anyway. He's like, you got to change the way you think. That's how this league is. And, and that's a tough thing to be, you know, to, to buy into because ultimately if things go bad, who's a fall on? You. Falls on the quarterback. And so that was the thing We're about this game. You. Exactly. That was the thing about this game. We just need to do better, you know, Brady. Um, you know, but that was the thing about this game is is they didn't even really give Ceedee Lamb much of a chance. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't look at him. And and Zeke, you could say whatever you want. Zeke's probably best when he gets close to twenty carries, right? Like he's the type of back that wears on you. You know, I would have loved to see Tony Pollard get some more touches. I know he wasn't very productive either, but that that man's got some pop to him, like. He sounds like a firecracker sometimes when he goes off. You know, he, he gets that burst through the line of scrimmage. Why wasn't he more involved? It's just uh, the whole th- – you know, Kellen Moore is going around all these head coaching interviews. I'd love to be on a fly on the wall to hear how those are going <laughs> and, and to hear what they're asking. Like, what about. happened in that last game? <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what was the – when you talk about the it's all about playmakers, what was the story? Was it, was it the run-pass option and Brett Favre was in practice – and was like, why am I going to run the ball here if that guy's got that much room and, and the corner's nowhere near the line of scrimmage? And then the coaches yelled at him initially, right? Because they're like, no, that wasn't the play call. He goes, wait a second, but I got a receiver here and there's nobody within 10 yards, so I'm just going to run it. Well, I, I think it was twofold. It's not just about the receiver. It was about you're running a play that's not going to work right? because you've got a loaded box count. And so why would you run a play like that if you've got a corner who's off and you could throw a quick slant route or a dart route on the backside of it? And so to Brett's point, it's like we're, we're running a bad play. We don't need to be running bad plays when you got all this talent. You go ahead and throw it out to the wide receiver who's one-on-one with a little bit of cushion. And that was supposedly the beginning of really what, what is the RPO. Now we've come to look at it differently in college and how it then applies to the NFL and the way we go about defining it. But the reality is an RPO is a run play 
with an option to throw off of that. And so that, in essence, is an RPO. You know, that's been around since the 90s, but we try to act like we reinvented football now. <laughs> and, and that's like some new thing that we're doing out of shotgun with some of these zone reads and RPOs off of it. I'm interested to see if Green Bay adjusts their defensive alignment based off of what they watched take place against Dallas. Because what happened was they neutralized Micah in the game. And the way that they neutralized him was they executed the stretch away from him very well. They they were aligning Micah, as, since we're talking football right now, because so, I, tr- uh, I was – truly like yelling at and I know one of the defensive coaches um on Dallas so I'm sitting there like almost tempted to text him during the game and say you got to make this adjustment well but, CBS was trying to say it was he was struggling because he was coming off of COVID I mean no I that's point not that out. yeah that was, that no, was no. mentioned there he wasn't dynamite job first of all he wasn't struggling he just wasn't dominating they they totally went away from him but they went at him. Here's what happens, all right? So because San Francisco has the ability to run misdirection plays and run misdirection pass plays, the backer, the backside backer has to play things slower. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be aligned all the way over to the backside. So if you're if you're looking at an offensive line or offensive front, the A gap is in between the center and the guard. B gap being the the guard and the tackle. Micah was almost head up with the guard and almost in the B gap when with his alignment. And I know it was because of of misdirection plays. They wanted to have him there if there was some type of misdirection coming back that way with the type of speed that they had on San Francisco. What was happening was they were utilizing his alignment and they were walling him off. And so what it looks like was he was either getting there too late and they were able to get inside of him and run the ball right off of that that blocker's back um, to, to get to the center of the field, or Micah started pursuing it too fast and the blocker got to the other side of him, and the running back popped to the outside going through the center of the line of scrimmage. So if Green Bay just aligns that backside backer in the A-gap, it's probably – and they might have to adjust. You, you're you going to have to adjust because they're going to see it and they're going to adjust. But to stay out outside as the backside backer, you've now created – because think about it. If you've moved the middle backer – by alignment, the middle backer plays off of number three, which is usually the back. So if you have two receivers to the strong side, which is they'll close it to that side, then that that middle backer is moved to the opposite A, almost over the opposite side guard. So if you have two backers that are stacking guards, that is a whole lot of space for a running back if you can get him to the second level. And that's what Kyle Shanahan was doing. He was walling off the backside backer. You're not going to get there as the middle backer because that's just the, the center is going to be there. Or if the center, yeah, if the center turns and goes and gets, uh, goes and gets the backside backer, it's probably going to be somebody else that that's able to cut off the middle backer, regardless of what their blocking scheme was. They were u- they were utilizing getting into the a gaps. They're an a gap team, but it's a bounce. It's an A-gap to get through the first wave 
because you're able to get to the second wave and there's no one there because you're you're walling off those backers. It's it's interesting because it'll be I'll be curious to see how they play Green Bay with Devondre Campbell. People tend to forget this year. I mean, he's been a first team All Pro. He's played had a phenomenal year. So to your point, similar to how they try to scheme up Micah Parsons. You better believe they're going to have something for Devondre Campbell, mm-hmm. depending on what they've seen on tape. That's that's really people don't understand the brilliance of Kyle Shanahan and, and the respect that people have for him in the league as far as a play caller. A because it is harder to execute and call run plays and then have them blocked perfectly or be as productive as they always are under Kyle Shanahan. It, it just it takes more time. I mean, think about for example any given pass play. You got five eligible receivers. You only need one of them to actually run the right route at the right depth and be in the right spot. The yep. other four could mess it up. And, it, and you could still complete the football, and it's a successful play. Yep. In a run play, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, you could have a miss at any point in time up front that could ruin that play. Missteps between the quarterback running back or even blocking a secondary defender downfield or forced defender. So that's why, you know, he grew up, obviously, with his dad coaching drawing up cards for scout teams and understanding that if the offense lined up in this personnel a certain way, the defense is going to line up this certain way. Yeah. And so that's why he's so good at then saying, how do I neutralize Micah Parsons? How do I neutralize Devondre Campbell? And as long as we execute, we'll be able to run the football successfully. Yeah. That's why I think a lot of people feel like San Francisco could hang around in this game. It could be a good game because I tell you what, they create that fast flow. And as a backer, it, it, you got to get on your horse. It's like I know that that cutback is coming, but I got to trust that either my safety or my bat side backer or even possibly at times my defensive end is going to get that cutback. And that's the that's the brilliance, of, like, like you said, Bray. That's the brilliance of what Kyle Shanahan creates. He creates such a fast pace to get to that stretch. But then you're thinking, all right, something might come back, but it's going to be wide. So I'm not thinking inside of me backside I'm thinking outside of me backside now when you start thinking inside of me backside and you play it to the inside they're probably going to have a play that bounces to the outside there you go there you go do you guys uh, yeah it's a little little graphic do you guys understand what play with myself today do you guys have big graphic you guys understand what you just did Lee the lab our executive producer is our resident Packers fan you've just made his life a living hell for the next 24 to 30 hours here as we get ready for that game it's on gonna Saturday be difficult night. for I'm them sorry, to stop Lee. their running attack Lee, sorry about that i'm trying to provide you hope man yeah, thanks, and, and yeah. what's what's sad about that is lee if they get that running game going then it's gonna it's, <laughs> it's gonna open up the passing game because the play action is going to be damn, way more effective the damn boogeyman kyle shanahan going to lambeau field to try and run it down their throat don't let him get a rhythm he got oh, that man. rhythm real quick in that dallas game you just can't let him get in a settled rhythm it's uh two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio brought to you by discover if you're a valued customer you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company and that's why discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year discover exceptionally common sense learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply all right coming up next uh we got some uh potential drama in the nfl some reports dysfunction uh, a team could be in some trouble we will get into all that for you right here on fsr 
We've hit the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings. The official daily fantasy partner of the NFL still has huge cash prizes up for grabs. And this week, new customers can get in the game and play free for millions with their first deposit. There are only a few weeks of football left, so draft your squad now. Playing daily fantasy football is simple. Check this out. You just pick your lineup of NFL stars while staying under the salary cap and score enough points to bring home cash. And with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, you'll feel the action of the divisional round like never before. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code... Two pros. That's the number two pros to play free for millions. That's right. Enter promo code two pros. That's the number two pros to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. Get in the action for the divisional round only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, later on this hour, we are going to have um, you know another edition of Over Unders. Uh, we're going to take a, uh, a little peek at uh, at some Over Unders here. Uh, we're going to look ahead to a busy weekend in the NFL. We've also got a, a dysfunctional team uh, in the NFL, maybe a little bit surprising to some. Uh, I did want to get uh, your guys' thoughts on the fact that Dak Prescott was popped uh, $25,000 uh, for uh, uh, you know, his comments about throwing trash at the officials. Um, Bruce Arians was popped 50,000. Just wondering, wondering what the uh, difference is there. You know, just curious. You know what else was interesting about the Bruce Arians deal that I, I wasn't thinking about until I sat down on it a little bit longer? You got to keep in mind, Bruce is injured. Like, injured so bad that he's got like a built-in something holding ice <laughs> on on his, his, his ankle on his Achilles heel while he's out there on the field. He wasn't on balance. So to go swipe him or try to get to him as quickly as he did and try to get him out and, like, stop what you're doing, the dude wasn't even on balance. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't it, it doesn't feel, though, like that he's got much of a case as far as uh, getting any of that money back. Oh, I mean, well, he's on balance Bruce, or not. I mean, yeah. well, I guess what point are you trying to make? Like, clearly well, uh, Bruce Arians' deal was worse. Yeah, it was worse. Yeah, I, no, I was just Wait, saying. What point are you making? Uh, I was. No, oh, yeah, I'm just, I just thought it was interesting that uh, Dak Prescott got fined half the amount that uh, Bruce Arians got fined, and he's telling people Bruce to throw Arians trash took a it. swipe at a player. Right. Like, Listen, what, what I mean, mean? He, he's condoning, uh, you know, poor fan behavior. I mean, I, I just think that's a little bit reckless by Dak Prescott. But I that mean, isn't I why he got fed. Uh, why he got fined? Hey. He got fined because he said that it was okay that the referees get hit with trash yeah i mean look i think he wasn't uh, i mean he wasn't encouraging poor well yeah he was but uh, i mean but the idea of it is is that you can't say anything about the officials everybody knows that's a rule i mean listen i just think it's i never saw a rule that you can't grab you know smack your your player upside the the helmet I just never seen that. I mean, I've never seen that rule. My guy Bruce Arians getting popped double the amount because he uh, slapped a guy with a helmet on, and then uh, Dak Prescott's mm-hmm. telling him to throw trash at uh, officials. He gets fined. Uh, I mean, half is, the amount. Is there, I'm terrible. staying out of this. It's such a bad take. I, uh, I listen. I'm one. sorry because you, you have no response because I'm you know go, it's a great I'm take. I'm going a different direction. Yeah. 
Is there you. is there any way to look at look at the video of Bruce and the way he strikes him and 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 call abuse on it? I had a theory. I, I really had a theory on why because I, I read a lot of comments. I, I read some some feedback on Bruce's deal. There were people that were saying it was racist. There were people that were saying that Who the hell it, said was, it was racist. Oh, I was I was reading Jesus I was, read God. comments right. They, they, racist. They, it was it, it, <laughs> right. Um, there were there. So so put it. To, let me put it to you this way. Here's my my theory. Then they throw out the whole. He throws uh, Worth back in the game, and and Worth wasn't wasn't healthy enough to go back in the game. Worse. So they're question yeah. worse. They're they're questioning his judgment, and I started thinking to myself. A lot of these attacks are going through social media. So just imagine, right, what just took place. Everybody was trying to justify and find a way to at least apologize for Antonio Brown. It's almost like, can we justify why Antonio Brown was upset with the way things were handled with him? If he's putting a guy back in the game, that's that's clearly not able to go. And he's, you know, if somebody wants to say if he's being aggressive and physical with with the other player and and how he's handling that, is there a case for Antonio Brown that maybe there is some validity to what A.B. was saying about how the, the situation was handled? I, I would say there would be a case for Antonio Brown, if not for the fact that he uh, burned his feet off in a cryo chamber, quit on the Steelers, quit on the Raiders, and had all the other... I get what you know, you're saying. Well, he's what? trying to make up with the Steelers, though. He's been yeah. very complimentary. Yeah. Put, put Big Ben out there. You he, know? Yeah. <laughs> Big Ben, who uh, he threw under the bus for like a year and a half, uh, talking about, uh, you know, and then Tom Brady now he's trying to be apologetic to. Something tells me Antonio Brown might regret, uh, maybe he regrets the decision a little bit you but know, you got to think that there's there, there's some type of something there because if you could create that narrative like oh here it is here's an opportunity here's an opening because i don't think it was racist at all no, i don't i don't okay. think there was prejudice or racist racism Look, involved in that i th- i threw this out there last week i'm telling you with all the crap that's gone on there this season i wonder if bruce arians walks away after this year if he just says, man, I'm going to retire. Like, listen, like uh, one of my coordinators, Byron Leftwich or Todd Bowles, uh, take the gig, run with it. You've got a great roster. You've got your quarterback. And he just walks away. He's won a Super Bowl. He's, he's got that out of the way. He's banged up. He's injured. There's drama. He's being fined. All the COVID stuff, the AB, all the other stuff. I wonder if he just says, I'm good. And he just walks away. Seems like seems like it's a possibility. I don't know. You want uh, to touch that one? Well, I mean, right. technically, a- anything's a possibility, right? I mean, yeah, that's I'm, good. Yeah, you know, that's, him returning for another year would also be a possibility. That's good. Scenario. That's good. Um, good stuff. I love when you yeah. play along. That's always fun. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not saying you're you're wrong. I mean, yeah, he could he could step down and have Todd Bowles or Byron Leftwich take over. Uh, who knows? I mean, I wonder how Tom Brady's decision after this year. Would impact that. What was if Tom Brady after this year would say, "Yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm good." You think? Like, Tom, I, I, you think he would walk away, Brady? Like, I mean, he did technically say he would play till he's 45. Wow. He's 44 now. He will be 45. I, I, I wonder if the outcome matters to him, and I wonder if the fact that he's said and committed to the team of playing one more year uh, factors in. And then I also wonder if, if, if he wants the goodbye tour. You know, does he does he want to do that? Does he want to or would he rather just say, I'm going to hang him up? It's not like I'm going anywhere. You're still going to see me in the public spotlight. But 
you know, I wasn't the type of guy that needed that. You know, you, you wonder if that's going to be the case too. So a lot, a lot of questions around – a lot of questions I think would be around Brady if, if he decided to shut it down. Would Arians be like, yeah, uh, I'm out of here too. I'm not hanging around <laughs> yeah. for whatever's after this. Listen, uh, no, no offense uh, to, uh, to you, Blaine, uh, but uh, I got to go. You know, I got uh, you know, to work on this Achilles. Uh, well, and, like, and, and even though you're doing, <laughs> you're doing Todd or, or Byron Leftwich, either one of his coordinators are solid – if that was who they, they got to replace him. And you're also like, yeah, but you're kind of leaving me with, like, the cupboard's a bit bare now, right? <laughs> like, I assume Gronk's going to retire. Like, he goes away, too. And then you're looking around going, wait a second. We got kind of an old team. I, I feel like we got to rebuild now. Like, what just happened here? He Tampa? goes straight to Gronk. You saw how when the kid <laughs> dropped the ball, he went straight to Gronk. Like, get him out of the way. Have Gronk run. Gronk ran the same exact patterns that the kid that dropped the ball. I, I, what's his name? He, got, he ended up catching the ball later on. He got himself together. And stuff. Oh, um, but he started going. He started feeding Gronk the same oh, exact the pass route. And Brady was pissed. He looked. Yeah, he was. And then pissed. after that, yeah. they put Gronk in at that position, and he ran the same exact routes. I think at least Cameron two Brady, times in a way. Who are we talking about? What, who was the first one who dropped I, 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 it? I, for, I forget. But there, there was some Brady was uh, pissed at somebody last week, and then you know, Brady he, just gave it to us. Yeah. He, just, he just so he drops the ball. Brady's like upset. Da da da. This and that. I think they come off the field. I think that was a third down yeah. play. It was yeah, an it was easy bad. third down catch and play. Next next series they come in. They run the same exact plays, like consecutive times, with Gronkowski. And oh. guess what Gronkowski did? Catch the ball <laughs> for positive yards. By the way, uh, we should probably discuss uh, the uh, Buffalo-Kansas City line. That's moved uh, significantly um, in What's some places. Uh, one in some spots. So a lot, I mean, lot it opened of love for that Buffalo. Too. Uh, but it was up to two and a half. And then uh, there's been a lot of, buff, a lot of love going to uh, Buffalo. Uh, all right. Um, so the uh, we've got reports out of uh, Arizona, conflicting reports, that there was a tense meeting this week between Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell, the GM Steve Kime, and head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Um, now, there are some that are saying, well, that didn't happen. Others are saying, well, it didn't happen, but that Michael Bidwell, the owner, is pissed about how the season ended, <laughs> um, which uh, all of it, uh, totally understandable. But, I, I mean, I, I obviously I don't think there's going to be any move that's made this offseason, but it does feel like – People are – I don't know if the expectations are out of whack, but they've gotten better every year. I mean, I, I know that they lost, and, and the way that they finish these seasons is problematic, and that's a whole nother discussion. But they have shown improvements every single year with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. So the idea that all of a sudden now we're, you know, we're just outraged by how this has looked, I, I actually think – that's probably gone better than what a lot of people expected when it comes to head coach who had never coached at this level before and a quarterback who a lot of people thought was going to be playing baseball moving forward. I don't know. I, I think it's been a pretty good, uh, p- pretty good run so far. Who, who thought he was going to be playing baseball? I don't know. The, the team that uh, signed him, uh, they oh gave him the contract. God. I'm just saying, like, I, it, it feels like this has gone a lot better than people want to give it credit for. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's gone the way they'd hoped it would go where you'd get better every year and be a playoff team by, you know, year two or year three, especially considering the assets that they've acquired. Um, you know, when you bring in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, when you sign a guy like J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, um, you know, all the additions to this team, 
the real question now becomes, you know, Chandler Jones is a free agent. There's a number of other guys who are free agents. And they've got to determine, you know, do they sign these guys back, try to make another run at it? Uh, or is it kind of breaking some of it down and rebuilding it again? Which if that's the case, and I think if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you'd be saying to Steve Kime, you'd be saying to, you know, Michael Bidwell, it, it, it might not work the same way. You know, we might not get off to, what, a 10-2 and two record to start the season. You know, if we're going to go through a rebuilding process, we're going to let some of these guys who have been big-time contributors, like a Chandler Jones, hit free agency and not sign them back, well, we've, we've got to be conscious of the fact that we're not going to be the same team. I mean, what got exposed versus the Rams were, was clearly, you know, Marco Wilson was getting picked on. He's a rookie. I'm not saying that he won't improve and get better, but clearly they need more help in their secondary. You know, clearly they need more help in the interior of their defensive front because they were having a hard time stopping the run. So there's, there's all those things that, like, lead you to kind of say, all right, I, like, I can see where the frustration lies, but the reality is what you just stated. They've been better every single year. This is what you had hoped for. I, I don't know that you just ball all up and throw it away like some of Jonas's, you know, pre-show notes that Aww. he likes to, to ball up into the microphone and then just toss on the reg. I mean, listen, I, I, that's insulting here. I mean, those are I'm real saying, envelopes. I mean, those are real envelopes I open on the they've air. They've taken good they're steps envelopes? forward. Yeah. They've taken good, strong, good positive steps right forward. Uh, I, they got to block out the noise, you know, to say he was ticked off over the way things ended. I mean, you shouldn't be happy about the way things ended unless you won. Unless you won it all or you came really, really close to. Too much noise does, right does, now. Does the, does the way it end, does that matter? Does that matter? Because I feel like it was such a bad it loss. It was a bad loss. And, yeah, It does matter. And also, it look, does matter. They, they had an opportunity week 18 or, or weeks, whatever, week 18, week 17, the final game of the year, and, and Seattle beat up on them. And so, I, yeah, like the, the finishes, I don't like, I don't know what to make of Cliff Kingsbury's struggles, even at the college level to where he finished the season poorly and it's happened every single year. It has. Like there, I don't, I don't know what that is. But like, even I, I, in finishing well, poorly, he still finished further along. I agree. I mean, I, yeah, I, I can tell you what is at the college level. It's not like Texas Tech was playing the most difficult non-conference opponents. Yeah. So typically, your schedule's built to some degree <laughs> by the time you early. get into the halfway point, <laughs> and then you start playing the Oklahomas, the Texas, the other schools that typically recruit better. And you start to fall by the wayside. You hope you can steal a win there, here or there, but no one's really doing that versus Oklahoma during the past decade of that stretch of games, or past two decades, whatever you want to say. So th- that's the problem. I mean, it, in, at Texas Tech, I, I think it's I – mean, you could explain it. With the Cardinals, that's the hard thing. Is It's almost – and I've said this before. It seems like early in games, when things aren't going well, they have a hard time making adjustments, at least offensively, to overcome it. And I feel like a lot of times they just rely on Kyler's ability to create a play with his legs. And you just you can't consistently rely on that in the NFL. You can get away with it in college. You can't do that in the NFL. Yeah, it's uh, so we will see uh, what happens there uh, in the desert. It is two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Uh, coming up next, it is over-unders. We've got several things that we are going to take a stab at this weekend. One of them involves a member of this show uh, who might have uh, some issues of his own. We'll get into that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific.
Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, about 15 minutes from now, we are going to take a closer look again to the NFL playoffs this weekend. Uh, We've got a road team who's got a real opportunity, and apparently there's another one who people believe has a real opportunity. We'll get into that discussion here on FSR. Uh, Right now, though, it is time to do something we do every single week, and it's called this. Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing. You know you're a lion, low-life gambling degenerate. It's over under. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee Delap, to find out what the hell's going on. Lee? You guys, LeVar owned it during the regular season, but Brady came out hot for the wild card round, taking a 4-2 to two lead. Last week, Brady was alone in understanding that the temperature... Understanding. The, in understanding that the Patriots-Bills game would be above 5 degrees, as well as Ben Roethlisberger would not throw an interception in his possibly last game. Hold on a second. What was it? What, <laughs> Hold on. The better part of that is possibly last game. Yeah, we're, okay. we're still saying that at this point. Well, yeah, AB yeah. said it isn't it. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, did. And not yeah. Albert Breer, no. the, the other AB. Uh, Lee, yeah. uh, how do we know that uh, the temperature, uh, what was the over-under set at? Was it five? It was set at five. Okay, you're going to trust those thermometers there uh, in Buffalo? I don't. See, I, I, I call the red flag on all this stuff. It, it, let me just say this, Lee. Jonas is on to something. There was an object that was thrown on the field. Yeah. That object did strike the thermometer yeah. on the side of the wall before being tossed on the field. Oh, it up. Uh, Double, yeah. Doubles as a chair. It got smacked Those by things, that They say <laughs> under a certain uh, weather uh, temperature, they, they're like bricks. Uh, by the yeah. did, I, did I ever tell you about the, uh, the, the uh, quote-unquote like, like gummy? Like icy did, pop. Did I ever tell you, LeVar, about the quote-unquote gummy bears Brady sent me? No. I'll tell you during the break. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> Very similar to what that was thrown oh, on the field. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, bag of them. Scrumptious. I heard a B threw those at his baby mama on the, on their beef. Well, you know. Yeah, well, anyway, it's gone. <laughs> okay. That's, what the, up, that's a true story. All right. All right, you guys, looking ahead to the divisional round, Bengals at Titans, Derrick Henry's back, rushing yards for the King, 84 and a half. Wow. Um, Under. I don't, I, I, I don't trust his health. I don't either, and I don't I don't trust the pitch count he may be on. I mean, maybe Mike Vrabel and them are trying to keep it a secret. But um, especially if, he, if, if it's like he gets out there and it doesn't look like it's going well. You know, Deontay Foreman's run well for them, so I'm going to say under. All right, so last week I was – I went away from conventional wisdom. <laughs> I, I went with just having fun with it and, and, and really, really just – yeah. Not yeah, I have that, to go back to putting my my sensibility. Let's do it. Last, let's do last it. week didn't count. This is the regular season. Yeah, no, it counted. It counted. It's fine, but he will not. It's a, it's an under. It's an under for for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> All right. 
All right, you guys, on to the Rams at Buccaneers. Combined passing yards for both Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford at 600. Jesus. Um, I will, uh, well, you know what? Yeah. Let me take I'm the over. Under. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the under. Did we do this last week and we didn't get it? We were like way off. That buck secondary. Um, look, Cooper Cup might have 400 yards receiving. Wow. Yeah. It, it, do you want to place another bet like you did last week? I don't with think the, I uh, want Steelers? to. No, I don't oh. want to. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't want to. I'm going to go with the under on this one. <laughs> this is this is gonna this is gonna be hard yeah, for them good. because I I really do Hope think that Jalen Ramsey is going to to either he's going to match up with with Gronk and with Mike Evans and whichever one it is that that I just think that he's going to neutralize what what they're trying to get done I I just, I just don't think that the yardage is going to be that high in this game yeah you know it might be juicy about a Scotty Miller prop you know if Mike mm, Evans gets shut down yeah. little Scotty Miller come yeah, on man Scotty Miller saves the day big time and gets them over he had 300 that big tackle yards, huh? on the uh, the punt man he had a nice yeah. little yeah, Bosch and wasn't that the same play Bruce Arians assaulted that? Uh, yes, Andrew that also had? was the same play. Yes. Yeah, Scott, he stole he stole the spotlight from Scotty Miller. <laughs> yes, they must true. hate that guy. Yeah. All he does is step up, and make plays, and then Bruce Arians steals the spotlight. <laughs> uh, what else we got, Lee? You guys, highest pint, highest pint, pint highest pint. point total oh, of, the, of the weekend. Total. Bill's- is Berto in this one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I say Berto and Lee. <laughs> highest Tough one. Highest point total of the weekend. Bills at Chiefs, fifty-three and a half. Over. That's gone down, by the way. Yeah. I think he used to be at 54 and a half. I will take the over as well, too. Yeah. I'm going to take... I'm going to take the under on this one. All right. Talking like under. a true defensive guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the under. All right, you guys. 49ers at Packers. Temperature at kickoff, 11 and a half degrees. Ooh. Jeez. Oh, I'm going to take the under. What time is the game? Nice seven nice. seven fifteen local. Yeah, I'm gonna Correct. take the under on that. I'll take the over, but I'm gonna take the over by a half degree. Wow, well, yeah. we don't care. It's the, it's the over. That's what I'm just saying. Take twelve. It was, oh, it was close. No, you're not. Man, this is a tough one. No, it's would not. You, would you, you say the over? Uh, this you is such BS. He's literally Googling local weather in Green Bay, Wisconsin right now. I'm tired of this cheating. Lily, would you like throw an asterisk up next to Brady's answer here, please? Are you whining? Are you crying right now? Tired of this crap. Are you crying? That's what it sounds like. Just because somebody yeah. threw your thermometer on the you field last crying. week? Unbelievable. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the under. I believe uh, Jonas went with the under. I will also go with the under. No, I went with the uh, under. I went with the over. with me on this yeah. one. Oh, my bad. That's that's right. Then I'm with LeVar. You heard yeah. sensibility, and, and that's why you were confused <laughs> yeah, as to why, I heard a crying why Jonas baby. came out yeah. of your mouth. Yeah. Just because they threw your thermometer on the field. Uh, what else we got, Lee? Lastly, you guys, number of beers I consumed before the end of that 49ers-Packers game, six and a half. Over. Did you start at kickoff or were you starting Over. before the game? Think about the logic of this, guys. Whether they playing well, he's going to drink in yeah. celebration of an NFC Championship berth Lee. or... Oh, Lee, can I ask you? It's going to be all, over. All day. Lee, over. Is, your, going with over. Lee is your girlfriend going to be with you? Yes, she is. I'll oh, take the under. Over. I'll take the over. under. Definitely I'll take the under. over. No, no. No way. I'll take the under. Over. <laughs> Lee, you know better than that. <laughs> no, no. He's going to be on Saturday. He's going to get all that out of the way. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.